0: Well, I'm Kevin McCabe, <laughs> uh, cob builder. I've been a cob builder for twenty odd years now, in, mostly in Devon.
1: So the house that you're building now, you're, you've, you've set out to try and uh, prove that that cob building can reach a co- uh, code for sustainable homes level six or, and a passive house kind of standard. Um, what are your uh, learnings from that? Do you think in terms of the potential of cob? to become a more mainstream
0: building material? That's a good question. I'm not really sure. I mean, I think it would be difficult to be a mainstream building material. You know, there's... um, And I'm not that interested in it becoming a mainstream (laughs) building material, which might disappoint you. Uh, The... It it could certainly be a lot more mainstream than it is, you know, but it's always going to have some disadvantages of... You need a relatively big site because uh, if you're going to try and use a material off the site, which you you always can, to a greater or a lesser extent, use what you've got on site. You know, you, I've never um, been in a situation where I couldn't use at least half of what you you find on on the site subsoil. Um, but that still means you know digging a hole somewhere, having some of mix. Uh, to do it efficiently you need to get machinery around around the building i mean as you do with 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 any building i guess you know but um mainstream i'm thinking is large scale sort of housing estates if you like and um i think there are there are disadvantages of cob just the sort of volume of material thicknesses of walls that sort of thing which um probably don't make it Ideal in in a lot of situations, but where you've got a bit more space, kind of development, which I which I would like to see more of, um, then it is you know eminently suitable. And obviously, if you've got a, the kind of soils that generally are found in the southwest, then you can, for instance, on this house, hundred percent of the cob is off site. You know, so it makes much more sense.
1: And so one of the one of the challenges with with uh, with cob has always been. Um, the 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 insulation levels of the walls, and I think in the program Kevin says something like to reach coat level six, you need to build five meter thick walls or something. So, so you've you, you've uh, you've um, with the approach of the house here, you've clad the outside in in polystyrene. Um, how has that how's that process been, and what's what's your sense of of, of, um, of that as an approach?
0: I mean, for well. I mean the reason I did that is not for level six I could meet level six probably without any insulation, but I wanted to get to passive House and I wanted to get to the very sort of top end of passive house so I made me to get the walls pretty close to point one um which is um what is it well an awful lot better than we need to be for um two and a half times better than we need to be for for to get to level six in fact um but I you know a lot of people were sort of. Talking about people who might otherwise have an interested in cob, talking about the fact that it's not really suitable because because of this insulation um, drawback, uh, and so I looked at a lot of different ways. You know, I don't think you really need to insulate cob. This house has got three foot thick cob walls, and it's it's very well performing. Um, just to put some figures on that, we've got five thousand square feet heated from one twelve kilowatt heat pump. Uh, which costs about a thousand pounds a year to um, to run in electricity, uh, ground source heat pump. Um, which, if you if you compare that to any new building, I think you find it's pretty favourable. Mm. Uh, what we're doing over there is a bit kind of ridiculous. I'm, I'm I'm taking it right to the most ridiculous level any building is any you know, i.e. passive house, and we'd be we'd be like passive house gold. Actually, I've been led to. Un- Understand it's certainly in terms of its thermal performance, because um, so I thought, well, if you're going to do it, you know I, I, I might as well just really go for it and um uh take it to t- to the to the most extreme level, but i mean i don't I wouldn't necessarily um expect that to be repeated I'm just really showing that it's possible. The choice of polystyrene is a little bit controversial for anyone who's into natural building. Um, you know, it's obviously not a natural product, but there's the, the natural alternatives. S- straw bale actually might be quite a quite a sensible way of insulating mm. on the outside of cob. I'm a little bit prejudiced against straw bale because um, it tends to get associated with cob quite a lot, and I think it's a completely different animal. Um, and I don't think it'll last anywhere near as long. And you know, people are always um, quoting a particular couple of buildings in the states which have been there 120 years or something but i i'm i'm pretty confident that you won't find any straw bale building in this country still in good health in 120 years time you know i might be wrong but that's my feeling um but so that's why i didn't choose (laughs) straw bale but i think if you put straw bale in a situation where you could easily replace the straw bales if they get rotten um then it would be quite a sensible way to go. Um, my choice of polystyrene was simply a case of the the, the the high insulation value, the relatively low pollution value of the manufacturer. It does get an A-plus in the of stainable homes, you know, BRE as an as a, as a, as a insulating material, because although it is made from oil, it doesn't take a great deal of energy to make. It's completely recyclable, and it's completely non-toxic. It's really horrible in a fire, um, so we're can be quite careful about um, mm-hmm. not having any situation where it might uh, you know any any possible fire would come into the building you know which I think we've avoided um, but obviously it's also going to be very well protected from from possible sources of ignition uh, you know the, the, the rendering the rendering will be obviously um, fireproof. Uh, so, it, but it works out the most economic way of, of getting the insulation. I mean, obviously, part of this is experimental. It is taking quite a long time to fix, as you as you witnessed a little bit of earlier. But that's mainly because I've got curves, and pretty well anything would be a bit awkward on curves. Um, but any other alternatives, rock wool uh, would be quite sensible, but it it ends up costing um, almost twice as much. Uh, to get the same level of insulation in a renderable sort of form, um, wood fibre would be about four times as expensive. Uh, lime hemp, I think, seven times as expensive. So, you know, um, that's that's how I came to polystyrene. And on, on, on a project that's so big, those costs um, are obviously you know very significant. You know, we're, we're on a, a, a relatively tight budget for such a
1: large project. And, th- and there's no kind of issues with the, in terms of the breathability of the walls, which is always one of the things that's always talked about in terms of carbon. Yeah, yeah I
0: mean, there are issues on breathability. I mean, the, the um, breathability is, is um, it is important. It becomes more important where you have other things going wrong. So, you know, it's quite a useful safeguard uh, basically, if if you have water get into the wall through a leaky roof or leaks around window sills, they would be the most common areas. Or rising damp, you know, in an old building is a very common area. It's very important to let that moisture out. You know, as long as you can let it out quicker than it's coming in, mm-hmm. it, it won't cause the wall undue problems. Um, obviously, you know, I'm designing and building a building where I'm not going to have water coming in at any point. Um, well that's the plan and you know there's there's a damp roof course so there won't be any raising damp issues so and the walls are going to be completely dry before I clad in the polystyrene having said that yes it will restrict the, the breathability but I, I um, it's not a complete vapour barrier and, and there are products out there with a surprisingly um, uh, low mu um, factor i.e. you know they are quite porous uh breathability wise it's a bit complex uh, and i don't pretend to understand all the figures involved with with the transmission of humidity and moisture you know there's three different ways of measuring it i think and i've yet to actually speak to someone who can clearly explain it to me um but you know as i understand it it's not a complete vapor barrier um but you know this is an experimental building and that's partly the reason for doing it. it's why i'm insulating this um annex at the moment. We're gonna heat it this winter. Hopefully it is going to get cold at some point. We've got monitors in both the roof because that's also quite a sort of semi controversial build-up of materials I've got there because we've got a bit of insulation on top of the deck and a bit below which which could cause problems. Um, you know, according to the computer model it won't. Equally with the polystyrene according to the computer model it won't. But you know we'll we'll see in practice and we'll monitor it. We'll put humidity sensors in the wall. I know exactly what's going on. The other thing I'm going to do is drill it, drill it full of tiny little holes, which um, which apparently will allow, obviously, uh, some more breathability, uh, but some um, don't actually affect the insulation value that much because you don't get the convection on on a very tiny diameter hole. But there's got to be like you know tens of thousands of them. But basically, I'll do that towards the bottom of the wall. Uh, maybe under windowsills that sort of thing anywhere where you might get some ingress of moisture mm-hmm. um, or where the moisture is going to end up not everywhere
1: and so I, don't, I mean if from, from here you can, we can see there's a, a development near, near, near you with 130 new houses going up and there's a big kind of push at the moment from national government for, for new housing going up all over the place what role do you think local building materials whether it's or straw or or whatever local locally sourced materials could, could play in that and how could, how could we push more towards that do you think?
0: I, it's very difficult because the, the, I know for a fact that um, the East Devon Div- District Council were keen to uh, push for Cobb or at least some cob building in the new town that's being built um, I've forgotten its name for a minute I might remember a minute near Exeter anyway um, Cranbrook Cranbrook but the point is they can't insist. You know, the planners actually have a lot less power than people sometimes think they have um, because, because developers will appeal against it. They can't, you can't insist on one thing in one part of the country if a developer can show that in another part of the country this, this wasn't insisted upon. Mm. And that's where I think planning laws perhaps need to be altered so that you can. Um, because, you know, the local... All the local feeling would have been in favour... Of some cob there at Cranbrook it wouldn't really it probably may have cost slightly more you know in the short term um, but not much Um, and if you if you put developers in a position where they have to do things they actually miraculously find ways of doing them Mm -hmm. Um, but unfortunately the way way things are structured if if they can show up you know a precedent somewhere else for for not having to jump through these hoops then then they will I don't think there's a physical reason why you couldn't do a large part of that development in Cobb. Um, the, the reasons are all in the, in the planning that um, that a developer who really is only really interested in the bottom line um, will make more money more easily, more safely, doing a more conventional type of build.
1: And could they, fi- in, in in those circumstances, could they find? I mean, you you have a cob construction company, but there aren't that many cob construction companies. There's a big sort of skills gap. If we wanted to scale that up, is there, or is it, could we? It would be pretty.
0: Well, if you consider if you consider up. when I first started building in Cobb, there was one old guy in Devon who knew a bit about it. That's all, and now there's at least half a dozen different companies who certainly claim to be expert at it. That's just in Devon so uh, you know and that's obviously starting from nothing to where we're at now um where there's there's several different buildings at least being built um and there's certainly a lot more understanding of, of the importance of line renders and so on um so i yes there is a skills gap but i think that could soon get filled it actually isn't you know it isn't that difficult to learn there are quite a few design considerations which are important to understand um, but you know I think that learning curve would be would be quite easily handled if I think the problems are much more in people's um, you know, perception than, than the reality.
1: And so if, if you, know, you said that in terms of particularly more urban development it would be unlikely to really gain a foothold because of the, the wall thicknesses uh, but so what's Cobb's niche do you think where how far you know, if at the moment it's very small it couldn't scale up to being what, how everything is built everywhere but where, yeah. where realistically do you think its niche might sit
0: I, I mean I don't know it's not really my area <laughs> of expertise I think it could certainly be a lot more than it is at the moment it, it must make sense to start doing it where you have the right material you know and where you have a vernacular tradition of earth building i.e. the west country it must make sense to try and do more here yeah i think if you're in a very tight urban site uh it's unlikely to make sense although that still in parts devon might make sense but some um, you know where you've got a little bit more room uh, around a, a small group of houses um there's really no there's really no practical reason why it wouldn't wouldn't be a sensible way to build i mean i'm building with it because i think it's a beautiful material to live in and it actually you know it isn't that expensive to build it is a bit it's probably a bit more than a conventional uh, building, but for the for the creative um form and the results, you know that little bit of extra trouble to me is so obviously worth it mm-hmm.
1: yeah. and, and and I suppose one of the elements of of, of earth building. You know, there's the the, the the pure cob construction is something where, as as you said, it's something that would find more of a niche. But you've been using clay plasters in this house, and in, and you'll be using them in in the new house. Is clay plasters as something which which can go on any well, pretty much any kind of wall surface? Is this is that something that could maybe take that form at least of earth?
0: Building more into the, the Yeah, well there's a, there is a lot. Um you know, a lot of the advantages of, of, of cob are um you know the, the most benefit you get, i. e. of the of the humidity control is the the closer you are to the surface. So in that in that sense the plaster is more important than what the what the wall's made out of. So clay plasters definitely um are something that um, there's a lot of room. To, to grow with i mean the, the, you know they have their disadvantages but and i'm relatively i'm relatively inexperienced i've i've generally used lime over the years um you know i have used clay here and there i'm just starting you know having been involved in a european project this last couple of years where there's a lot of clay plastering going on all over europe and and i've started doing more and i'm finding it some um, you know much less Hassle than I imagined it might be, in Mm. the same way as developers might feel about cob building. You know, basically, once once you start doing these things, um, you know, they're not that difficult.
1: Mm. And who? How did you learn? Um,
0: I did a one day's cob build. I mean, I was I've been repairing cob buildings for over thirty years. So I mean, I'm brought up in Devon. You know, over forty years, I suppose, if you count helping my parents. Um, But. I I, I had a a wall that needed rebuilding. I was working as a foreman on an English Heritage grant-aided site, and they wanted to rebuild a garden wall that some previous contractors had knocked down, and I I said I'd have a go. And I did a one-day course with the Devon Rural Skills Trust. I think they still do one-day COB courses. It's the kind of courses I now run. Uh, with an old boy called Alfie Howard who was mm. in his seventies then. He built the first bus stop, wasn't he? He built a bus stop. He actually built a, a sizeable extension to a house. So he got the first sort of new cob through through building rigs in, in 70 years. You know, from doing that one garden wall which I found much easier than I expected, I I got planning to um convert a barn and extend it, basically create a new dwelling at, at, out of cob. And that that was the first new cob dwelling in Devon in 70 years, you know. But really, it was just that one day course. But other than that, I've just I've got an experimental mind. I'm still experimenting, you know, 20 years later, mm. 24, 23 years later, I think. Um, and I'm quite brave. I don't mind taking risks. Um, you know, because I, you, you 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 don't really push the boundaries unless you take risks. Mm. So I find, I've always found that, you know, worthwhile.
1: And the last question, the last question is, is just, you know, we talked about carbon and about clay, but there's earth building is quite a broad kind of spectrum from the round earth through to the more sort of straw-heavy, kind of light clay kind of systems. Are there any of those, as you've been to different conferences and been to different buildings and stuff, are there any of those that that, that really strike you as having potential to also, you know, to, to go mainstream in that kind of sense, to be picked up? As well. uh,
0: to be fair, I'm probably quite prejudiced.
1: Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, to me, part of the joy of COP, I mean, apart from the fact that it is vernacular material here, this part of the world, is its sculpt- sculptural nature, um, which no other kind of earth building technique has to the same uh, degree. Um, you know, and it, it, it's also very um, strong compressively, as I've sort of demonstrated with these, you know, pillars mm. holding up hundreds of tonnes. Well, I mean, each pillar, isn't it? But, you know, each pillar is holding up, holding up several tonnes. Um, you know, so so to me, uh, well, I would certainly want to put my energies into promoting cob rather than other forms of earth building, you know, particularly as I live in this part of the world. You know, mm. I think it's so... It's got so much further it could go yet. So, yes, there are a lot of other things. And, and, um, you know, people who are expert in them may well have good arguments for how they might be scaled up. I don't know. For me, cops the way way forward, yeah.